all kinds of cool rock and roll events, including the very first rock and roll show ever, and the very first rock and roll hit song as a theme song of a movie ever. How the kids react to that? Oh, very calmly. They just ripped the seats out of the theater when they heard it. That's right, and joining us for the party will be Chuck Berry, the MC5, Bruce Springsteen, the E Street Band, the Beatles, the Stones, Smokey Robinson, and the Miracles. Come find out what riff, action, Arab, Ice, Baby John, and anybody's have in common. It's a teenage rampage and the birth of rock and roll this weekend. In the world's only rock and roll dance party on the radio, I will see you in the Blackboard Jungle, also known as the Underground Garage. Sunday nights, 8 to 10 p.m., baby, right here on Vintage Sound 93.1. Ladies and gentlemen, it's four minutes after 9 o'clock, and you just heard him right there doing a little promotion for the show. Little Steven's Underground Garage, it airs Sunday nights, 8 till 10 p.m., right here on Vintage Sound. And at this very moment, he is on the phone right now. Steven Van Zant, how you doing, buddy? I'm great, man. How you doing? I am so glad you called. I've been a fan of yours for a long time, and I just want to say right off the bat, thank you for taking the time this morning. I appreciate it. Oh, absolutely. Anything for my family, you're not part of the family. Oh, my gosh. I'm in the family. It's about time, right? Uh, yeah. <laughs> I, I was hopeful that... Uh, my my legal last name Loken Sole. I would be I would have been in the family a while ago, but now it is it's official. So that's good. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> oh that's official. Gosh. So, uh, buddy, the radio show. We got to talk about that. Little Stevens Underground Garage. We run it Sundays eight till ten. It is a blast each week. I mean, they send these promos you do, and not only is the show great and the music, but it just sounds like you have such a good time doing it. Well, yeah, it's really my pride and joy of all the things I do. Um, you know, it's the one thing, it's just kind of pure fun. And, uh, you know, I kind of, uh, I started doing it just because, you know, turn on the radio and I realized that the experience people get now, you know, it's not the same as when we grew up. You know, it was a little bit more... We had just a, a different relationship with our DJs and with our radio stations. It was really important, and uh, I wanted to kind of bring bring that bring that back, you know, that kind of relationship back, you know, and and uh, let people hear the greatest music ever made, you know, which is kind of no longer really that accessible, you know. Right. So you know, you know, a couple couple things like that just kind of led led to led to doing it, and uh, and now it's become. Uh, No, it's great. And you're right. I mean, Stephen, what we kind of get to do here at this radio station is really unique in the sense that, you know, here's an example. Uh, since 530 this morning, I've taken about 27 requests and I've played all of them. You know what I mean? <laughs> that is great. That is unique, man. I, I love that. That's great. It's uh, um, it's very nice to be able to do that because we can't assume that that uh, that playing the same three, four hundred songs over and over, that that's what people want to hear. You know what I mean? It's just not the case. Well, well, that, that's right. I mean, it, it becomes a different sort of thing. You know, I mean, you know, I, I, I'm not making an evaluation of it. You know, I'm not really making a value judgment. I mean, it, it's, it's obviously working for a lot of people. I guess it works, you know, business-wise. But, you know, um, the, the, the 400 song thing sort of being wallpaper or sort of being background music to whatever you're doing is one thing, but being 
engaged, you know, with uh, with music that is a little bit more challenging, perhaps, or a little bit more uh, a little bit more compelling. You know, it's, it's a different it's a different experience. Mm-hmm. You know, and so you know, I, I just um, I wanted to provide an alternative, as as you are. You know, right? And uh, give people a choice. You know, you can you can kind of do that, or you can do this occasionally. You know, and. Uh, there's just so much great music now that has no format. I just created a new format for it. That's all. Exactly, and that's what I was going to say. I mean, how, how great is that for you, Stephen, to have the the show, which can become the outlet for these bands that otherwise wouldn't get any airtime. You know, that's got to make you feel really good about being able. You're kind of like paying it forward, sort of, right? Well, that's that's for sure. In, in, in two different ways. I mean, first of all, yes, with, with new bands. But let, let's face it: if you're a new rock band. You have no reason to exist. Okay, right. I mean you've got like no hope. You've got there's no infrastructure for you. There's no you know road to success anymore. Um, there's so little rock and roll out there, uh, and yet you know we've introduced 500 new bands in the last 10 years. Wow. You know there's, there's bands you know that are still doing it for you know it's it's just no reason other than passion, you know? Sure. And you want to support those kind of people. So that's that's number one. But number two, you get to pay back the people, you know, that you really grew up with and uh, made the greatest music in the world, as far as I'm concerned, which, uh, you know, we censor around the British invasion of uh, 64, 65, 66. And we put everything that influenced the British invasion and everything the British invasion has influenced. So we get a chance to uh, pay back you know, the Beatles and Stones and, and Yardbirds and Animals, uh, and, and unfortunately, no one else is playing those bands anymore. So, uh, you know, you get a chance to thank my mentors, if you will, right. my influences. At the same time, you get a chance to uh, support the new bands. So it's a nice thing on both sides. No, absolutely. And you're right. I mean, uh, anytime I can play Eric Burden on the radio, it's a good day, you know? I mean, he's just... Yeah, you know, I mean... I was just with uh, I was with the zombies yesterday uh, in Austin, Texas, at the South by Southwest thing. Wow! Uh, on, on a Who panel, you know, talking talking about the Who <laughs> uh, with with Kyle Colin and, and Rod from the Zombies, you know, and uh, you know, it's nice that, that people get a chance to to, to, to meet those guys and, and hear those, that music, and, and uh, you know, they're still out there. I mean, a lot of them are still out there doing it, so you know, you want to support them. Stephen, how exciting was it for you and the rest of the E Street Band last year, Rock and Roll Hall of Fame? It was a great moment for us to watch as fans of yours uh, for years, but can you describe that moment? Um, you're sitting there, Bruce is on stage. How did that all feel? Well, it really it really is an honor. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm on the nominating committee, which, which makes it, you know, every year, you know, we have a, we have a big meeting, and, and, and people don't realize how, how difficult it is to get into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. I mean, it's a, a lot of people there voting for their favorite groups, and um, and it's very hard to get in, you know. Uh, we were chosen by the executive committee, which is not my committee, but a different committee that chooses uh, the different categories. Sure. And, um, and, and, you know, it's just nice to be a part of that thing, you know, with all with so many of my heroes and and, and, and influences, and you know, just to be recognized is nice. You know, kind of by your by your peers or, or whatever. Um, you know, it's nice. Those things are nice. I, I really, uh, I really think uh, that that particular organization 
yeah, it does mostly a, a really good job. It's, it's it's a very difficult, very very difficult every year to try and you know pick what right. what what is probably a hundred and twenty or a hundred and thirty yep. possibilities and get it down to five. You know, yeah, that's a lot of pressure. Uh, all, all of whom deserve to be in. You yep. know, so it's very it's it's very difficult every year, and uh, you know, I think mostly it's really does, does a good job. Stephen, we have uh, we have Alice Cooper's radio show on at night, and I've got to meet Alice. Super nice guy. Have you? Uh, I mean, over the years, I assume that you guys do you know each other? Are you friendly? Yes, yes, very well. In fact, uh, Alice uh, came and did uh, my my Joan Jet tribute. I, I did a Joan Jet tribute uh, last year for one of, one of my charities, and uh, and Alice was the first one to volunteer to do it. Man, he's just so great. One one of the great great guys in rock and roll, really. Uh, oh, in addition to being ridiculously talented, I mean, uh, right. just one of the great guys, and I love him. Joan Jett is in town tomorrow night with Hart. That's a heck of a lineup. So. Well, I'll tell you right now, everybody should make it to that show because Joan Jett just keeps getting better. I mean, she's like, she's just phenomenal, and uh, people don't realize it, but uh, out, of, out of all the groups on my playlist, and my playlist is about 4,000 songs, <laughs> um, uh, she has, other than, the, I think, the Beatles, Stones, Ramones and Bruce. I think Joan Jett had the most songs on my playlist. I mean, wow. like 50 songs. Holy you know? cow. Yeah, I mean, it's, which is a lot. Uh, you know, and I, I play only the cream of the crop and, 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 you know, the best of the best. And she has an enormous amount of fantastic records that, uh, and, and keeps making them, you know. Uh, that's the other thing I really enjoy about our format is we keep playing these people, you know, long after... Uh, mainstream radio has stopped playing them. I mean, they'll, they'll play, you know, I Love Rock and Roll or, or, or whatever, you know, uh, but they won't play the new records. Right. Know? And that, that, I never understood that about mainstream radio, but that's just how it is. I mean, I'm the only one playing Paul McCartney's new single, you know? Yeah. Uh, uh, Ringo, Ringo Starr, the new single coming out, I'll be the only one playing it, you know? Um, the Stones comes out with a new record. I mean, they usually have a good song or two. I'm the only one playing it, you know? I don't get that. Because, I mean, these are the groups that are the main part of the mainstream, and yet when they put new records out, I right. mean, uh, Tom Petty, you know, had just had a great record. I played it. No, nobody else did. You know, it's crazy, you know? Now, it's a I, really strange phenomenon. You know? I know. I don't understand it. I, I play Red River off Petty, uh, Petty's last record, and you're right, it is really good, and it absolutely deserves airtime, you know? And it's almost like these people have done so much you shouldn't just judge them or play what they did 20 years ago because they're still making great music, like you said, Stephen. It's absolutely correct. I don't, I don't understand it. I mean, your audience is hearing their voices all day long. Right. What do people think is going to happen if you play a new record by them? It's the same voice. You know what I mean? I mean, it's not like people are going to just run, run for the button and hit the button and change the channel. I mean, I don't get it, you know? I mean... Yeah, I'm not saying play a record, you know, if, if, if it's bad, but if it's good, I mean, play it, yeah. right? I mean, why not? No. I don't get it, you know? I mean, it's just crazy, and, and these people are still, you know, cheap tricks, another one, you know? They've made phenomenal records these last 10 years, you know, nobody's, nobody's played them except me. It makes sense to me, and, and on a personal note, uh, Rick Nielsen, he was, uh, so we had Alice Cooper in town in November, and Rick came out and played guitar on Schools Out. It was very cool. And then what's another cool thing is that at our studio, Stephen, we have it set up so bands can come and play, and Rick's son, uh, Rick's son Miles Nielsen, has been out here a few times. Super talented kid, and you want to talk about talent running in the family. Holy smokes. Uh, 
Yeah, that's cool, man. That's that's a great thing. Yeah, we, we uh, you know, it, it's important that that you know, when 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 you go see these groups, you know, they're still together. It, it's important that that people realize that that they are still making new records and and mm-hmm. uh, it should be supported. You know. Yeah. I mean, especially the older groups, because at least the older fans still buy records. You right. know? I mean, we're not <laughs> we're not stealing them like the young kids. So you know, support these groups. Every 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 record sale counts. You know, I mean, yeah. it's hard to break even these days. And that's all anybody wants to do. Yeah. You know, the cost of making a record is almost impossible to get back, you know? No, and that's uh, what people people don't realize that. You're right. No, I know, I know. I mean, no, nobody's, nobody's getting rich from making records. Nope. But it'd be nice to break even. Right. Yeah, you know? <laughs> <laughs> you know? Uh, but, I mean, you know, so that's all part of, of what we do. And, and uh, you know, I, I, just wanted to, I just wanted to bring, you know, I wanted to make greatness accessible, you know. No, you for the, are for the, for, for, the, for the new generations of people who are just drowning in mediocrity, man. Yeah. You know, it's just nothing but mediocre nonsense out there for the most part. And the greatest music ever made no longer has a format. So, you know, I figured that's not right. So I changed. You know, I started the format, and uh, now we're all over the world. You know, it's nice. You're, you trust me, you're doing good work. If you're just tuning in, that's uh, Stephen Van Zant, host of Little Stevens Underground Garage. Uh, you talk about bands still on the road, so I have to ask, of course, uh, any plans this summer for the for Bruce and the E Street Band to hit the road? Anything coming up? No, I, 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 I uh, not gonna be anything this year. Okay. Um, you know, I'm, I'm officially unemployed, so, so you know, if you're going to know anybody who, <laughs> who needs a guitar player, <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I, I think, um, you know, you never know, you know, you never know in our, in our world, but, but this sure. year there won't be anything, uh, won't be anything on the road, uh, that, uh, that I, for sure, for the East Street band, you know. Okay. Uh, I haven't talked to Bruce lately, but, uh, you know, he's always got something cooking, but, but um, I don't think it'll be anything on the road this year. Well, we'll keep an ear out for that. Um, Stephen, I have to talk about Lilyhammer. It's a fantastic show. I've watched all three seasons, and I just want to say, um, without giving too much away, uh, season three, Lilyhammer on Netflix, there's a great moment where it's you, it's Tony, and it's, it's Bruce, and I just want you to talk about... Um, <laughs> Asking those guys to be a part of the show because uh, it's not often that Bruce Springsteen is going to agree to play a hitman on a <laughs> on a TV show. Well, yeah, it, it is actually his acting debut. Uh, right. He had been uh, he had played himself, I guess, once or twice, but uh, he never actually acted before. You know, so so uh, on, on the final episode of what is probably going to be the final episode of Lily Hammer forever oh no uh, uh yeah i'm afraid so uh show 24 um uh it's, it's the show i directed and 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 um, and i uh and bruce has his acting debut wow and uh you know and he does a wonderful job and yeah i had uh tony Sirico returns as as my um as my uh older brother the the, the priest right. uh, he made his first appearance in in the final episode of season two, along with my wife uh, playing my ex-wife, right, <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, and now Bruce enters that as as the middle brother, uh, who uh, you know is a mortician uh, during the day, but uh, yeah, also happens to be a, a hitman. You know. uh, so so yeah, so me me uh, Bruce and Tony are the uh, the brothers uh, Tagliano, and uh, you know. It was just 
a lot of fun. And uh, I was very honored that Bruce chose me as director to, for his acting debut. I right. mean, you know, people have been after him for, for decades to, to, to be in their movies. You know, everybody from, you know, Coppola to Scorsese right. on down. You know, and uh, he chose me. So I was really quite... Well, it, it's. Uh, I, I'm sad that it's not coming back, uh, Stephen, because I really, you know, I liked it a lot. I loved the. I mean, I mean obviously how it was shot and the uh, authenticity and the, you know, I mean, uh, the music. It was. Um, it, it's a great show, and I hope that people, if you haven't seen Lily Hammer, you check it out because you're you're missing out. So obviously, Stephen, you got Thank the you. you got the radio. You're welcome. You got the radio. You got the the acting experience. I'm gonna get to Sopranos in a second, so I can geek out on that. Um, but so without so without Lily Hammer coming back. Do you have any other projects that you're looking to develop currently? Yeah, I got I got like twelve different treatments. So, so you know, I'm, I'm I'm trying to finish some pilot scripts. I'm a little bit behind of where I would like to be because I, I spent most of the last year working on a Darling Love album, um, which is something I promised her years ago, and um, will actually be her first album. Believe it or not. Wow. Uh, you know, she had a bunch of singles in the '60s, and uh, is the greatest singer in the world as far as I'm concerned and finally uh, I'm making the album so we're mixing it now and it will be out in September but I I haven't had the chance to finish the the pilot script as as I hoped I would so I'm a little bit behind on that but yeah I got lots of ideas Um, we'll see we'll see how it goes it takes uh, unfortunately it takes a while to get things going so sure even after the script is written uh, you got to sell it, and then you, and then uh, there's development, and then there's pre-production. So whatever you do, you know, you're at least a year away from it being on the screen. So um, you know, I'm a little bit behind where I should be, but uh, you know, we'll get there eventually. No, absolutely. Um, I just want to tell you that. Uh when people ask questions like what's your favorite movie what's your favorite tv show steven for me it's easy the sopranos is my favorite show and i know that i'm not the only one that thinks that and and you've heard all of this by now but i just want you to know that that show man i mean i have so many things i could ask you in so little time but when you're when you're making a show like the sopranos um, each each episode for me felt like i was watching a mini movie it was so well done it was so well scored did it did it feel that way at the time when you guys were filming it? Did you realize that this was going to become something that would you know that would withstand generations of people and it's you know going to be always going to be prominent when people say things like best television shows of all time? You never really know that. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I knew it was exceptional, and you know I knew it was I knew it was uh, something I, I was going to be proud of um, right away. Uh, but you never know what's going to be. I didn't. I, I kind of underestimated the power of TV. I mean, you know, you, you hear about these things your whole life. But here I am, you know, a rock star or whatever for 25 years. You know, and on comes this TV show. Within two weeks, everybody stopping me on the street. Was it was about Sopranos? You know, <laughs> I mean, it was just like that, man. Bam. You know, 25 years out the window. Forget about that rock star. Thing, you know. <laughs> now an actor in a popular TV show. <laughs> I mean, it's amazing how that just takes over the, you know, the culture like that. But uh, the TV, the strength of the, of the TV show is amazing. So it was, uh, I could feel it growing, you know, every, every, every season. And, uh, you know, it was just a wonderful bunch of people that, um, you know, led by Jimmy Gandolfini, who, you know, the, the, the boss of a, the, the, the main actor in a TV show really sets the tone for the show. 
uh, and uh, he really made this show such a such a joy to do because he was, uh, you know, he was basically a character actor his whole life, and right. suddenly cast as the lead, and, and uh, but he but he was never he was always a character actor in his mind, you know. So he, you know, he didn't have that crazy ego that can sometimes. You know, really uh, come across uh, make make a, make a make a set more more tense. You know, sure. it was always it was always very relaxed because of uh, his attitude. You know, and you know, David Chase is just a genius. And, and you know, HBO set the tone; they had a gold standard, man. You know, the the whole concept of subscription TV basically puts you in that movie world, as as you were describing. Mm-hmm. You know, it's it's um, it's not only uh, equal to uh, a film, you know, almost. I mean, it's, it's Close in terms of the production value. Um, certainly, somewhere in between regular TV and movies is, 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 is subscription TV. Um, it, but it, 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 it actually, uh, these last uh, few years, starting with Sopranos, really has elevated uh, the, the, the form. Uh, you know, the, the, the media of, of TV has now risen above movies in many ways yep. in terms of quality for adult programming. I mean, the movie business, outside of the 20 movies they talk about at the Oscars, everything else is for kids. Right. You know, yep. it's all video games and, and comic books, you know, and that's what it is. Uh, if you want serious adult entertainment, you know, you go to TV now, you know. And, and uh, I was proud to be part of that revolution, you know, uh, that, that started with Sopranos and, and continues now. I happened to be at the second big evolution at Netflix. We were the first show on Netflix, The Hammer, and uh, you know that set a whole another international sort of right. Uh, you know, broke broke the international barrier. So uh, yeah, the, the evolution and revolution continues. But TV has now become you know very very respectable, and there's not one single actor, director, producer that doesn't want to do a TV show now. You know, which is yeah, no, you're right. I mean, it's 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 a whole different animal, and and as you know, on on our end of it, we just get to kind of pick and choose, and and when the good ones come along, you recognize it. I, uh, Steve and I talked to Drea a few months ago, and and she kind of said the same thing. You know, she was uh, promoting uh, Sons of Anarchy, and she said just kind of some of the differences and the similarities between you know Sopranos and that show. But that uh, the response from the fans, you know, that's always been strong in her opinion. And it seems like for you, you know, people can enjoy you, obviously, as a musician, uh, radio host, actor. I, I think all you have to do next is run for politics, quite honestly, Stephen. Right? <laughs> no, I'm not going near that. <laughs> I got a real job. Yeah, right. <laughs> exactly. You got an on, you have an honest job. Yeah, Let's put no, it that it's, way. It's right. been fun, yeah. It's, it's, it's doing different mediums. Media, it's been fun. You know, we we uh, actually wrote, directed, and produced the Broadway show last year. You know, that was another medium that was fun. You know, and I've I started about five different books, which I've never finished, <laughs> maybe never will. <laughs> but but uh, you know, it's good to keep moving around. You know, you're removing targets. Right. <laughs> you know, exactly. Catch, you know? <laughs> so, you are a busy man. Well, Stephen Van Zant, I just want to say uh, again, uh, thank you as one as one radio personality to another. I appreciate what you do, and I'm so honored that we can run the show on this radio station. Well, I, I really thank you for that. I thank you for the support. Believe me, uh, 
the young bands appreciate it, you know, as well as, as, as the older bands. Like I say, you know, there's nobody else playing. You, you can't hear the Yardbirds anywhere else. You know, you can't hear Hollies or, 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 or Poco Harum or, you know, or, or, or the Ramones or the Clash right. or, you know, so many others, New York Dolls, um, Cheap Trick, Joan Jett, you know, you know, you practically can name the Renaissance artists from the 60s, and not to mention the 50s. I mean, we're the only ones playing Muddy Waters, I'll tell you that. Right. You know, Little Walter, Little Richard, you know, Chuck Berry, we play all that, you know. So you're going to get a full, you know, rock and roll education from our show, and at the uh, same time, we keep it fun. You know, we're not academic about it. It's just, uh, you know, you, you know we, we allow the audience to connect their own dots you know, yep. for the most part. And, uh, you know, see the influence of Ronnie, you know, from the Ronettes, when you hear Joey from the Ramones, you know, you can hear it in their vocal, or Eddie Cochran, or, you know, you can see, see the Eddie Cochran connection to the Clash, or, or whatever it might be, you know. Uh, we're playing the roots, and we're playing the real thing. So, you know, we keep it fun. That's the main thing. It's a rock and roll dance party. Yep. Don't play any slow songs, don't play anything over three and a half minutes. <laughs> It is a dance party, and it's funny you say Muddy Waters, Stephen, because I, I, the song I have up next is I'm Your Hoochie Coochie Man. I'm playing that. All right. Yeah. Muddy, Muddy is alive and well here. Buddy, I, again, I, I really appreciate it, and I hope you have a great weekend, and I hope everybody checks out Lily Hammer, and if you're not listening to Little Stephen's Underground Garage Sunday nights, 8 till 10, you're missing out. Stephen Van Zant, thank you, thank you, thank you. Cool, man. Talk to you again. Appreciate it. Have a good weekend. All right. You too. Bye. There you go. Man, that was fantastic. Might be my favorite interview ever. Sing it, Muddy. I gotta go. Before I was born.